Hello and most sincerest of greetings to you, you wonderful, mystical, powerful, intelligent, divine being filled with wisdom and curiosity and passion and zest for life. Welcome to the Wolf Portal Podcast. My name is Shanoon Ocean and I am your host here to usher you, gently guide you into the space of the portal, the portal that is here to guide you into the otherworldly dimensions having to do with spirituality, having to do with psychedelics and plant medicine and alternative living and knowledge and alchemy. Welcome. I wonder if it's just me who feels like the times that we are living in now are getting crazier and crazier. I often think of the late and great Terrence McKenna's words. Now, I'm not going to say this verbatim, but uh, he often used to talk about this theory that as time goes on, it will begin this sort of acceleration where in which things are begin to happen faster and faster. Um, and honestly, it makes sense, you know, because as a lot of us know, the frequency of the planet has shifted, is shifting and raising which means that all of the millions, billions, trillions, probably infinite, honestly, is a better word to describe it, of particles that uh, that make up this world, that make up this universe, this reality, and others probably, are beginning to vibrate faster and faster and faster. And so this phenomenon is occurring in which um, it seems to me, at least, and uh, others that I talk to about these kinds of things, that everything's happening faster. Everything is beginning to be mirrored back to us uh, faster, quicker, and more potently than it would have before, making it more challenging to ignore or deny certain things, making it more challenging to pretend, making it more clear that our actions and thoughts have a direct correlation to what reality is revealing to us. I believe that we are being given, gifted, even though a lot of times it may not feel like a gift, situations and initiations and lessons from the universe at a quicker and more constant rate than we would have before. And I believe in these times, it's all about how we choose to respond to the situations and the lessons and the initiations that are occurring within our lives. And in a lot of ways, that's all what the Wolf Portal is about, you know? How open we can keep our heart through the trials and tribulations <laughs> of life. How present can we be? How much awareness can we maintain in the heat of these moments? How much alchemy can we bring into each moment, each conversation, each interaction, every thought? I just heard a beautiful thing actually on a live that I was tuned into um, with Phil Goodlife and Lori Ladd. And Lori said, she said something along the lines of, 
the moment you become aware of a thought, any thought, every thought, however many thoughts, the moment that you begin to become aware of the thought and you can become the observer of the thought is the moment you take your power back and friends. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our thoughts aren't real. Our thoughts are not real. They are simply our conditioned perspectives and perceptions of reality <clears throat> that may not always, maybe sometimes they can, but may not always be the clearest mirror of what is truly going on. And so I encourage you friends in these times not only to keep your heart open, not only to continue to be the loving, beautiful, powerful, conscious beings that you are, but to observe your thoughts in an unbiased manner, if you will. Make it a game. Make it a game to stand back and just lovingly observe your thoughts. Make it a game to catch yourself. When you're going through a thought loop or when you're thinking thoughts that simply put, just don't contribute to the highest version of yourself and of your being and of your existence here on planet Earth because... Because we won't be here forever, friends. Our existence is a blip in the great ohm and in the grand scale of this infinite game and this big mysterious universe. We don't know why we are here, but there are many theories. And one of the theories that resonates deeply in my soul is that we are here to be as present as we possibly can. I'm so sorry for all that pinging. To be as present as we possibly can and to be happy and to revel in the miracle that is our existence here on this rock that is literally hurtling through space and time and, you know, a lot of the thoughts we think, a lot of the things that we go through, a lot of the societal and familial conditions that can sometimes weigh down on us keep us from doing just that. But we don't have to be the victim. We don't have to sit back and take that shit. Why? Because we are the master creators of our own realities. We are the masters of divine alchemy, or at least we can choose to be. The other day, I decided that I would take a small dose of mushrooms, just a little over a gram, uh, along with some cacao. And so I created this sort of ceremony for myself. I created this little ritual and set a few different intentions and blessed the mushrooms and blessed the cacao and created this container and you know I had no idea how powerful it would be 
I mean, I just got back from Okeechobee Music Festival, you know, and so I did a hefty amount of LSD and MDMA and mushrooms and also a little bit of ketamine. I went deep into the Okeechobee portal. So I'm like, all right, grandma mushrooms, cacao, like light work, you know? I uh, decided to do some yoga as I was going into it. So after I drank my cacao and ate my mushroom concoction, I went outside to do some yoga and the opposite of what I expected to happen began to occur. I expected to go deep into my body and into my breath um, and into the moment. But actually what was happening is I just began to grow more and more anxious about everything that has been going on in my life lately and, um, and just the way I felt in that moment in general. And so I ended up cutting my practice short, going inside. And for a moment, I thought, maybe I should take some CBD. I recently bought some CBD gummies, and they're awesome because they really help with anxiety. And as I looked at this bag of CBD gummies, I thought to myself, no, fuck that shit. I'm going in just like a CIA agent would say or something like that in some crazy action movie. I said, I'm going in, except it wasn't in as an into a dangerous situation or into a burning building or into something like that. I said, I'm going into myself. And so I sat in meditation and... And I decided to do a breathwork ceremony, a breathwork session. And by making this decision to sit with the feelings that arose and work through them with the assistance of the spirit of cacao and the mushrooms and the power of our sacred breath, of my sacred breath, I experienced one of the most powerful healing moments that I have in a very long time. And I won't go too into detail about what happened, uh, except for to say that on a very low dose of mushrooms, I basically left my body. I gained insight or access or something into different realms. It seemed that the universe granted me insight and downloads to further assist the process of alchemy, of healing, of empowerment, of clear sight and expanded vision. I'm sure we've all heard about how vision works. We're not actually seeing with our eyes. In fact, the process is more something like when light hits the retina, special cells called, you know, our photoreceptors turn the light into electrical signals. And then, you know, these electrical signals travel from the retina through the optic nerves 
to the brain, then the brain turns the signals into the images you see. Well, just for a second, play with the fact, even if you were the most practical, fact-driven human being, or if you're on the woohoo hippy-dippy side like me, let's just for a second play with the fact that there are certain bandwidths and frequencies of light that for whatever evolutionary or other sort of reasons we don't have access to. You don't even have to play with the fact. It's just, it's actually like, it's very obvious. It's, it's like you can't see the sound waves of my voice from this podcast. You can't see the Wi-Fi signal connecting all of your devices. You can't see... Uh, <laughs> You can't see the frequencies from different radio stations that you tune into as you drive your car, and yet they're there. So just for a second, let your imagination run wild and think of the infinite possibilities of other dimensions that exist just as real as you and just as real as me that we don't have immediate access to. And... Yeah, that's the crazy beauty of different plant medicines and psychedelic spaces and other wisdom traditions and other things you can do with your breath and with your body, such as yoga and kundalini breath work uh, and meditation give us insight to is that there is more. There is so much more. Uh, And that's one of the reasons the conversation that this intro is... (laughs) leading you into uh, shed some light on. In this week's episode of the Wolf Portal podcast, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Mr. Adam Rubin. Adam is a shamanic business coach and the facilitator of Sacred Purpose, which is a four-month group coaching program for conscious entrepreneurs to build their business from alignment and abundance. Uh, Adam is an amazing medicine man and musician as well, and I had the pleasure of meeting him in Guatemala. And so, friends, I invite you to close your eyes, unless you're driving, leave leave them leave those open, leave those open. But whether whether or not you're driving, go ahead and take a couple of deep breaths in through your nose or mouth or whatever feels most comfortable. fill up these beautiful sacred containers that house our cosmic consciousnesses and let that go back out into the field take a couple of those babies let your shoulders drop let that tension go let that nagging thought whatever the fuck it may be go all the way not just for now just let it go it's not serving you or your highest good and um, prepare to take a ride into and through this week's episode of the wolf portal this week instead of the usual wolf portal intro riff you're going to hear a little diddly from me and adam so open up your hearts and pineal glands if you will to let it stream in, and I truly do hope you enjoy this Wolf Portal episode with the mystical, magical, powerful Adam Rubin and me. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and uh, just very quickly, I am still offering the sacred container of the heroic journey meditation series, a powerful 12 week series of guided meditations to aid you in going deeper into yourself and different layers of perception of your thoughts, of your energy, of your emotions, of your realities, and of yourself. Did I say yourself already? Yeah. Very powerful 12-week course created with a lot of love and intention. Uh, And there's journaling sessions, there's coaching, there's, of course, the guided meditations, and there's me, uh, who you would be tremendously supporting in all of my endeavors if you do so choose to embark on the hero's journey meditation series so if you're interested in that head over to my instagram click on the wolf portal website link and shoot me an email let's chat uh as always various links will be listed below this podcast links to my instagram links to adam's instagram and his website and my website uh and now we can actually cue the intro the moment is the medicine every moment there is a choice this choice doesn't involve struggle or effort or making something out of what's not there all that's required is an open heart and presence. This allows attunement. Attunement to the breath, the body, the surroundings, the energy, the possibility of alchemy. By remaining open and allowing the mind to rest, possibilities have the chance to unfurl. Judgments have the opportunity to rest. Heart has no choice but to open. Every moment there is medicine. How often do we get caught up in seeking and searching and straining and struggling and controlling all that's ever necessary or desired as a small shift? to notice, 
to receive, to expand, to return. The return, there will be many. There will be infinite. They will be magic. They will be epic and messy and mandatory. Medicine is the journey. The journey is the medicine. The breath, the presence, the connection are the guides. Always there, always loving. Always, always. I see. Adam Rubin. Thank you so much for bringing in the opening of this portal with me. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. So I had the pleasure of, <laughs> of meeting Adam at the Yoga Forest up in San Marcos, Lake Atitlan. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, you were deep in the medicine. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you were um, doing this medicine retreat with Jaya and Haley. And, mm -hmm. and I, we were also doing like cacao ceremonies and sound ceremonies and all the days <laughs> in your downtime and in our downtime, you would have your guitar and we would get into these beautiful conversations. And it was through talking to you and talking mm -hmm. to Michael and Michelle that I had this realization, like, oh, all of these moments are medicine as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so in a big way, you inspired that poem to come through. And... Oh. <laughs> And yeah, it was just so perfect with um, with your guitar and with your creative insights. And I'm so glad that that idea came through to open the podcast like that. And that mm -hmm. all these months later, here we are. <laughs> totally. Thank you mm. for sharing, resharing that story with me. And also allowing me to to know where the divine inspiration came from. That's really powerful and mm. bringing me right back into that moment at the yoga forest. So shout out to Jaya and Haley and all yes. the family there. <laughs> <laughs> Co-creating wow. beautiful moments and magic together that then lead to these like beautiful synchronicities where we get to like reunite. It's really special. Mm -hmm. That it is. And I'm just so happy to be in this space with you now. Um, and so just to start us off here, um, I wonder if you could talk to us um, 
about where and how it all began for you and yeah just give us give us some insight into your journey if you would Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's always such a challenging little portal opening isn't it (laughs) where does it all begin you know it's like you're years into a process and you have to go back to the time you were born you know so like where did your healing journey begin you know Mm -hmm. so many generations ago but as always, you know, just like what comes up first and what feels really present. And it's actually really interesting you're asking that question because in a lot of ways, that exact place we were sitting at the yoga forest in Guatemala is where a lot of my journey began, believe it or not. Wow. I don't know if I, don't know if really? I told you, ever told you this. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So extra juicy for you in, in this way of receiving this story. But um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, there's a whole story that would take far too long to tell in its entirety but essentially mm-hmm. after spending years um in various forms of entrepreneurship building out a nonprofit, a global nonprofit, which i think i told you about working with kids mm-hmm. um it, it kind of culminated i found myself exactly where we were sitting at the yoga forest in guatemala at the end of 2017 actually in the new year's retreat going into 2018 and so the beginning of that year was the beginning of my, my plant medicine journey, at least this part of my, my awakening and my healing journey. And, and obviously for me and where I stand now, the most important moment um, was kind of drinking that first cup of medicine and, you know, almost symbolically, what does that mean? Like, what is that actually saying yes to when, mm-hmm. when you do that? And then finding myself in, in, in this New Year's portal um, quite honestly, just with every layer of my life dissolving and having dissolved actually already. And I just made this choice of like, you know what, my business has dissolved. My relationship has dissolved. Um, I was moving through a lot, like essentially every aspect and layer of life. It was, you know, an amplification and elimination of, you know, how these ego deaths work. Sometimes everything crumbles at once. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, right? We wish it was the opposite, but it's never the opposite. It's always yeah. everything crumbles at once. And um, I like to think that's kind of like the path of the warriors of light. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. it's made that way, although at the moment we can't quite have the perspective to see why. But I trust it's, it's really intentional. And yes. so, gosh, that was the beginning of so much for me. That was really me saying yes and essentially by by the time and these of course I'm what I'm referring to are ayahuasca ceremonies and that was kind of the primary medicine that called to my heart and called me into my path and Mm. just allowing that to shape what was ahead of me and you know by I think the second or third ceremony I was called guided and invited to help support these spaces and and it's really I haven't looked back ever since that was five years ago um and I like to say you know it's like or referring to this this essence, this spirit, this medicine, um, this being, really. Mm-hmm. And also, I like to see it through the lens that she, you know, and, and in this case, referring to her in this way, although I don't necessarily believe in, like, creating genders and, and labels around these things, but she, in a sense, I feel then set the stage for every choice you know it's like Mm -hmm. every every relationship i entered into was was for healing 
And I feel like through her guidance, you know, it's like, I would not have made these choices within my relationships, within my career, within myself, within my physical body, within the travel. And so it's like this new timeline and trajectory gets created. And, mm-hmm. and this is the way my life unfolded for years. You know, it's like, I, I had a, a nonprofit I had built for five years and, you know, it, it, all of a sudden the trajectory shifted. I came out of a series of these ceremonies and, and really said a full yes to my coaching business, which I've been running multiple coaching businesses full-time for the last five years wow (laughs) and this entire journey has been just me having a magnifying glass up to my own healing you know it's like we all say the, the, the deeper you go the more there is to find and in a sense the layers never stop revealing themselves and (laughs) <laughs> they're infinite right it's like we're in the wolf portal right where does was there any beginning or end to the portal probably not you know it just you're right. just in it you're in it <laughs> and when you say yes to it uh-huh. you walk through it <clears throat> you don't yeah. stop you know yeah. and so it has not been easy you know it hasn't it has not been easy as i'm sure every single person can can relate mm-hmm. of like their own healing looks their own way but i can't imagine it's been easy for anybody and so um it's also been really strengthening, you know? And so this has been, you know, to find a way to sort of mm, consolidate or summarize, you know, it's been five years of, of just deep heart medicine in lots of ways, not just with the medicine, but through relationships, through, through intimacy, through, through even business, through entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. through reclaiming different aspects of myself. And um, what it has ultimately led me to, is what I would say, finding my way closer and closer to a full yes over and over mm-hmm. again. So, you know, at, at some point I thought I was going to be a full-time coach, a full-time entrepreneur, a full-time, I do a lot of what I call shamanic business coaching. And mm-hmm. as of late, I've even recognized and realized, you know what, like, that's not my full yes. My full yes is this path, this, yeah. this shamanic work, um, this medicine and my music right, which has emerged out of the medicine and helped me remember, yeah. reclaim and recognize my own voice all over again and remember what it truly sounds like. And so um, <laughs> I'm in a really interesting chapter inside of this conversation. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I've been somebody who's been very visible online and, and you know, spoken into a lot of things. And, and um, I've, I've actually, since the time I've seen you essentially in Guatemala, I've been offline for seven months, not on social media time to just like give myself space to completely unplug from any systems or matrices Powerful, that might be taking anything. energy or distracting, you know, or, or mm-hmm. until I feel I am emerged up and out of this new wolf portal, <laughs> 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 right? So I'm in my own world, wolf portal and, um, Wow. I feel, you know, depending on when this this gets released, this will probably be a marking of me like beginning to push my arms down into the dirt and pull myself up and and share. Okay, like here's what I've walked through in these last seven, eight months. (laughs) And like here's what I'm deciding, here's what I'm burning away and throwing into the fire. And here's what I'm watering. And if you know, if it resonates, then here's where you can here's where you can find me. But it's it's in a word it's been all about devotion for me like that's oh been my, my word God. of the last eight months is just devotion in all ways so 
Wow. Mm. That is, thank you for sharing that mm. and so profoundly as you did. And just, wow. That's juicy. <laughs> like, mm. like, it's crazy how you said that things all tend to just sort of fall away and fall apart at once. And is this the way that, that Mama Ayahuasca works or I know that it's it's different for each and every single mm. one of us, but but my first time drinking ayahuasca, it was really funny because as I left for the yoga forest, I was like, you know what, I'm ready to step into the unknown. And I kept mm. saying that. And, you know, like I we I feel like I say things <laughs> without realizing the bigness of them sometimes. And mm. one of my intentions when I went into that first ceremony was, you know, I'm ready. I trust in the universe and I'm ready to step into the unknown and embrace chaos. And I feel like Mama Ayahuasca was like, okay. That's a big intention. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't realize how Brave big it was. Maybe like I did. <laughs> Deep down inside, maybe I did. But like a surface, I don't think I even realized <laughs> what that meant. But, but Mama Ayahuasca definitely did. And I feel like she was like, okay. And just how you said after that ceremony i feel like i was catapulted into so many difficult and challenging and scary situations and Mm. it is really so brave the choice that we can choose to make to keep our hearts open during this and a question that came up while you were talking and i was wondering like Mm. you have been on this path of devotion and of peering <laughs> at everything in your life through this through this lens thus this lens of awareness and expanded consciousness and and has it have you ever since you've like really started five years ago have you ever felt like okay nope I'm tired of it I'm gonna put the lens down mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah like has it ever gotten to be too much, like so much that you're just like, you know what? Well, great question. I don't really like feel that of what's what's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's been. It's a really interesting question because what it brings up for me is I don't feel necessarily like inside of my medicine path I have ever had that thought. Mm -hmm. Because in a big way, it's actually been quite the opposite. When things feel too much, I know where to turn. Mm. Wow. Yeah, when things feel too much, my trust, not only in these medicines, but also just in, in, in God, you know, in Ooh. God, that I'm held by God. My, my faith, I guess I would say, oh is so impenetrable <laughs> that it's the only place I'm willing to go when I feel suffocated or overwhelmed or confused or lost. There's nowhere else for me. Mm. And so it's like my sanctuary um, or my yes. temple. You know? Oh my gosh, I feel that so mm-hmm. deeply. <laughs> I really do. And it's, it's beautiful that you're saying this right now because mm. 
it's so easy to be like, I trust, I trust, I trust. I'm always saying I trust in you universe. I trust in you universe because, you know, once you, once you see these things, you can't unsee them. Once you feel these things, you can't unfeel them, but then tough times yeah. emerge. And I feel like a lot of the times, like I'm saying, I trust in the universe, but my actions and my mindset mm-hmm. and my anxiety and my fears just like, mm-hmm. you know, say mm-hmm. differently. And yeah. it was actually yesterday that I <laughs> yesterday I've just been having a whirlwind of things pop up mm. and like I could feel myself slipping into this state of anxiousness and and slipping away into all my mental <laughs> mm. neuroses and I just made this choice of being like no you know what this time I'm sticking to what I said and what I feel and what I know in my heart to be true. I'm sticking to my trust in the divine Mm -hmm. and my trust in my spirit team, in Pachamama, Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. ancestors, in creator. Mm -hmm. And either way, and, and really stepping into that faith is so powerful because then it's just like, I I don't even know like another word to describe it besides powerful. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like being in this bubble of, okay. Yeah. So anything could come at me, but I know I'm going to make it through that. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love this is arising because, um, this essentially feels like the core of everything for me, the word trust, you know, it's Mm. like, I've, my my soul has iterated through so many different things in such a short period of time from like like i said teaching on money teaching on abundance but when i whittle down even abundance and when i start like training or channeling or speaking and somebody says like what do you have to say every single time the same thing comes out which is like abundance has nothing to do with money you know it's it's literally just the frequency of unconditional trust Mm. and so these medicines to me are literally here to help us align with the frequency of unconditional trust and it should it can show up in every aspect of life wow right and so anywhere we're not trusting that's anxiety anywhere we're not trusting our hearts that's depression anywhere we're not trusting one another that's an intimacy wound you know and so it's like that is the reflection back of the work that we get to do and that's where the strengthening happens and so I, I truly, deeply believe it's, like, really this simple. Like, you know, we're born into this world as as this precious little baby, this light being who is filled with a 100% full cup of trust. Mm. And then some shit happens. And, yep. and because the shit happens, what we call trauma, you know, um, or emotional distress, it then creates a lack of trust in the way we experience and see the world. And then we start recreating patterns around what we think we see because that is what we believe, how we believe the world to now be. Mm-hmm. And so all we're really doing when we say like death and rebirth is allowing the parts where we doubt and where we're afraid to die and literally realigning to that feeling we had in our hearts when we were a baby when there was nothing except for just trust. And that's why magic gets, it's like, these are all words, but that's, it's not really magic, you know? It's not re- there's nothing so magical about magic. It's just what happens when we're in unconditional trust? Mm-hmm. What happens when we just say yes, right? Somebody's like, hey, look at this opportunity. 
and it's just a full body fuck yes and you're just like yes oh wow because what is there to think about you know Um, it's like when you're a little kid and you loved something and you didn't think about it you just either loved it you wanted it you adored it whatever wow right so yes Mm -hmm. like these medicines these journeys and we're talking about plant medicines but this could be anything for anybody like whatever your healing or awakening journeys is like the modality doesn't really matter whatsoever right it's just like your soul chose a way to come back into a state of unconditional trust and that's what i think healing is it's like we're just healing the places where, where we don't trust yes yes so fucking beautiful and the process exactly how you said can be so so scary but keeping your eyes wide and heart open during the whole process just brings a whole layer of (laughs) how you said magic to it Mm -hmm. and and is magic really magic or is it just our birthright (laughs) exactly you know it's like that's what i would say it's like i sent you that thing birthright of abundance like Mm. all those that's a lot of words to explain just what is what already is there's so nothing powerful. there's nothing new that we need to like receive inside of a birth rate of abundance or a birth rate of trust or of magic it's just like mm-hmm. if we all awakened back to that like that origin that original point we wouldn't have these words because that would just be the way we would be experiencing life <laughs> unconditional like an unconditional means without conditions right it's like we're experiencing imagine a life we're experiencing where we didn't have to break through conditions, what we call it super interesting language, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't have to break through conditions. Like, like who gave us these conditions? Yeah. Are they stronger because we even believe that they're real? Like who knows? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This, this is making me- We're in the Aquarius no moon. So we got to bring in the really deep esoteric philosophical questions like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, this is making me think of how you just said um, and how you brought up previously um, the topic of what are we saying yes to? Mm. And and it's interesting, even when you said it the first time, just um, as we were conversating about, you know, what we might talk about here. Mm. I read that and <laughs> it really hit me. I was like, wow, what am I saying yes to? Because I feel like in a lot of the ways, uh, for me, at least, I, I don't even realize what I'm saying yes to mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And and keeping that question in mind, like, mm-hmm. like going forward mm-hmm. and on a day-to-day basis, like, I feel like it just changes the game. <laughs> it's totally. Like, uh, yeah, it's like just bringing more awareness to I guess in a sense it could be seen as that too because we are conditioned in so many ways to mm-hmm. to just how can I say things just have a way of falling into routine but if I'm in my day-to-day routine and I'm asking myself throughout the day wait what am I saying yes to? Mm-hmm. And how am I saying yes to these things? And I begin questioning that process and it's it ends up being sort of like um like a peeling back the layers type of mm. thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, what does this process look like for you? Yeah. When did you begin, like, asking yourself or, or having that awareness of, wait, what am I saying yes to? Well, I want to take it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but somehow spirits can answer that question. So don't worry. We're going <laughs> to find our way to that brick somehow, <laughs> somewhere through the wolf portal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just imagining the pack of wolves really, really using their senses um, instead of their minds. So perhaps that's the first answer to the question is like, um, for me, it's dropping into the senses. I'm so sensorial, like I'm so like sensual in the, in the sense of like everything activates through my senses and actually I can find my yes through my senses, but Mm. it's been the process of deconditioning, like a very activated logical mind. I'm a Virgo rising. So it's like, it really shows up for me of just like analytical understanding. Mm -hmm. It's why I can be really excellent with things like business strategy, but actually that's not my essence. Yes. That's not my essence. My essence is my senses. My essence is, is music. My My essence are smells. My essence is touch. My essence is like, the, the much deeper layer. And so I wouldn't say, I, I would say this is a new thing for me to be completely honest, to answer your question of like saying yes, in terms of like me actually truly intimately listening to my own body. Mm. This is a new, this is a new thing for me. Um, I could, I could have said maybe a, a year ago, yeah, I'm great at that. But it based on where I sit right now in this conversation, it would not have been true in reality mm. um wow this feels new that. yeah this feels new and i know it's new because i i can feel the difference i possess the body to hold the contrast um and to illuminate wow. like w- what what is actually real for me so um where i wanted to take that was like you know for example um <laughs> and this is just on on my heart in this moment to share it's like and I get the sense probably a lot of people listening to your podcast are entrepreneurs in some way or another. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this um, this feels to come through because it, it might be resonant. You know, it's like for me, um, you know, I've been business coaching people for five years in one way or another. It, 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 it's I've called it different things, but essentially I've been supporting people and bringing their visions to life and, mm-hmm. and taking their ideas into um, mostly online, but also in-person businesses for a long time. And these are all essentially spiritual entrepreneurs, conscious entrepreneurs, and and, and um, paradigm shifters who do all different sorts of things. Yeah. And so when you said, what does my daily schedule, my regimen look like? You know, <clears throat> even for me, I can see the places where like, I fell into in my own life business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera moving through a flow that did not require a yes predicated by a series of tasks I thought I should do. Mm. And so of course I use a lot of words there, but what I really just mean is like, we do this, you know, it's like in a sense, we meaning the entrepreneur, whatever that even means, I don't know, but the Mm -hmm. entrepreneur who has made a choice to your point to say yes Yes. to their life, their business, their vision, their dream, and say no, let's just say to the nine to five. 
Now, what I think is really interesting is that even though that conscious choice has been made, many of us entrepreneurs end up doing the exact same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm, right? I'm so glad you just said that because yeah, I well, find myself waking up and being like, okay, I got to do this, this, this. So it's like, what's it driven by, right? It's like, it's not really the box. It's 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 not really the vehicle. It's the energy that fuels it, right? It's like mm. we just change the vehicle, and it's this illusion of like, okay, now I'm an entrepreneur. So that means like, but yeah, the same outdated conditioning Dude. that I'm just going to label as masculine drive. Wow, is still driving that vehicle, and so <laughs> we're still like waking up and drinking lots of coffee and thinking we need to be quote-unquote productive and do this and this and click the boxes and post every day and this and that and it's just like part of me letting go of even social media and that's my only my all my network all my business everything and I don't mean just social media I mean it's like no email no social media I've literally just been asked by spirit like pause everything and trust that everything will show up anyways like in order to prove that maybe it's all just an illusion like what matrix are we saying no to out there, but then saying yes to in here? And are we still not under the same exact, uh, I don't know, not brainwash, but I, I just want to pose this question yes. so people can really chew on this. Like, are you truly free if you're subscribing to a, a, like, you know, a, a sheep in wolf's clothing in a way, right? It's like, what are you, mm. what are you really participating in? Are you really is it a sovereign yes if you're participating in something that is not a full fuck yes in your body oh my god adam i could scream right now <laughs> I could scream right now because i've been in this like in this weird state <laughs> for yeah. so long where i am waking up and i'm like okay okay like i feel this i feel it in me this okay yeah i gotta i gotta embrace this masculine energy how you said because i learned not too long ago that you know it's really from okay i watched this thing on gaia and it was mm. uh dr Teresa bullard talking about how whereas a lot of the times we think that it should be like 50 50 masculine mm. feminine energy in our bodies really it's just like more something like 70 30 and that's mm -hmm. just like a like rough outline of numbers but like by finding out which one you identify with and learning to work with it um, it can it can prove very beneficial and so mm. I feel like I've always been very much in my feminine energy and I've struggled with the masculine side of things like the the getting shit done and the and the, <laughs> the getting after it and all this and so and so you know doing my own like being in this place where I'm making my own schedule and mm. and can really do what I want but still like you know wanting to be successful I feel like this this internal battle that's like always going on within me that's like okay these are the things that I think that I have to do to be successful and then when I don't feel like doing them <laughs> when I just feel like yeah like just being in my bed or just writing or just being outside spending time in nature but I'm not being quote unquote productive Mm -hmm. I feel this weird thing going on inside of me where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not being productive enough. Like, you know, how am I supposed to get <laughs> to the end result of things if I'm not doing this, this and this? But also, like, 
this mm-hmm. this other part of me that's like nah i feel good for listening to yeah. my body <laughs> yeah and you and you see you just you just like put the perfect magnifying glass with the perfect voice it's like that is the experience of being having the feminine shamed by all of the society that we live in yes it's like hey i'm i'm showing up i'm listening to my body and my guidance and i'm following through with that and now i'm shaming myself for it Mm-hmm. and oh where did gosh. that come from right i mean you just you just unpack so much because one i think we are in such a disservice i, I really think we need to eradicate these labels and or redefine them or let them die and rebuild them it's just like I, i'm out of resonance with the definition the generalization that like the masculine is the doer and the feminine is the receiver because i think mm-hmm. we have construed this into like some bogus thing where Mm -hmm. the masculine energy inside of all of us is the one that works and gets on the laptop and executes and does these things. And the feminine is the receiver and the beater. And and to me, actually, it couldn't be more opposite. Like Mm. my creatrix, like all of my music comes from my feminine creativity. And I don't even like calling it feminine. I'm just going to say all of my music comes from my creatrix, my creativity, like the Mm. spirit within me that has no boundaries and is boundless and limitless and can fall into a flow for like seven or eight hours of music and get lost in the beauty of it all. And I'm in so much enjoyment and I don't know. And I don't care what the masculine part of me is that, that makes any of that happen if that's even what it is. But wow, I, I look at that as the temple. Like maybe to me, like it's the container, it's the temple. It's like this the ayahuasca ceremony is happening inside and all the energy is spiraling and all the prayers are moving and all the songs are singing, but it is being held inside of a temple. And so you know you're safe to go into that depth mm-hmm. because you have this, this, these blessed walls around you. And so we yeah. get to really prioritize. I'm just such, such a stand for, for, letting go of all those labels masculine feminine and just like can we just prioritize our creativity like how how we did when we were kids hopefully right Mm -hmm. can we can we emphasize that creatrix which ultimately is having gonna have us be more connected to the creatrix the earth which ultimately is gonna have us be in more respect and reverence and in right relationship with her Mm -hmm. which ultimately is going to create a lot of harmony and balance and healing that we need and so, yes. um, I think this is a really important conversation. Like, it truly I, I is. so, and I can see this for all my clients, past clients, like this, this big network of people I've supported. It's like, I feel like it's, it's a controversial thing to say in a way, because I see what kind of energetic codependency has been created, even, even inside of like the coaching industry. I see the mm-hmm. matrix of the coaching industry. I can see how how it all plays out i can see how i've participated and supported and i'm not making it right or wrong i'm just saying mm-hmm. i don't i'm not i'm no longer in the, in that level of resonance and willing to participate in the way i previously did and also i feel like we're in you know like this is the moment to pull that plug out of the back of the head yes this is another <laughs> awakening right so you pull one powerful. plug out you pull yeah. one plug out and and it's like they plugged another one in only to under to have you be in the illusion that like <laughs> I'm trying to remember how the movie plays out really but you know what I mean it's like I think there's a part where it's like you don't really know once you've been unplugged or like an inception maybe a better example it's like Mm. am I really out of the dream am I really out of the matrix oh 
is he really like is he and when at the end when the thing is it spinning or is it stop spinning like what's really going on like <laughs> are we just in the illusion that we've gotten out of one and, and we're we're now free but what are we still dependent on and if we're still dependent on on a system are we truly free wow wow <laughs> And also, it's just like, if we're not in our joy every single day, are we truly free? Like, mm-hmm. I really like what you brought up there. It's like, is that really right. freedom if we're, we're giving away our, our, our play and our and space for our creativity and relaxation and receptivity for yes. things that we think we should be doing? And isn't that the same exact story that plays out in the, in the, in the cubicle, in the workplace, in the nine to five? Yes. Of like, I think I yes. should be doing this in order for me to get here and here and here so I can have this and this and this so I can live that and that and that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's so many layers to peel back. Like, okay, we're like, we're going to leave this, this, uh, this industry or this job or this, whatever it is, because we don't want the man quote unquote telling us what to do. But yeah. then we, we yeah. start up our own things and we become the man in ourselves telling us governing how, how we should do what we do but where does that all even come from does it come from this hustle culture that got so i don't even know when it like (laughs) when when the whole thing boomed but you remember like all the music that's like the hustle doesn't stop the grind Mm -hmm. doesn't stop team no sleep like what is that (laughs) yeah well i think on a really deep level it's like i like how you worded that the man within us and what came up for me is like we're if we're looking at this through like innocence, there is a part of uh, all of our behaviors come from whether or not we feel safe. You know, it's like, if we feel safe, we behave one way. If we feel unsafe, we behave another way. It's that simple. So I would guess, but I wouldn't assume that that man within us, even though we, we, maybe we consciously know it's not super healthy. Mm -hmm. He helps us feel safe. Like, even though you don't love to wake up and do those regimens and, and you're like, why am I doing things I think I should be doing yet? Why can't I stop behaving in that way? There's probably part of you that like doesn't like it, but at least you feel safe. It's the same thing of like, why are you in a relationship that's not serving you? Mm. Even though you know you need to leave. Well, because like it does, it feels safe at least to have somebody yes. and something and somewhere. Whew. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. I just can't believe that we are 40 minutes in and I haven't even gotten to the second question. (laughs) That's how, that's how we do it. You know, we don't, we don't, we just, we just throw those questions away. (laughs) You just, you just toss those off to the side. We don't need those. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's just so crazy, beautiful. And this conversation, like you said, is so important to have. Like I was just talking to my friend the other day about mm. how, and you, you have, you're a worldly man. <laughs> you're a well-traveled yeah. man. So, you know, like, I'm sure, uh, let me know if you've ever like experienced this thing with like, I was gone for all those months um, and just you know in Guatemala in Mexico seeing these different ways of life and seeing how little I can be so so happy with and then I came back to America a couple of weeks before Christmas and it was like consumerism and materialism were like Mm -hmm. crazy and also like even if that wasn't happening just seeing everybody's like 
you know, fancy, just, just the things that we as humans peacock around, not saying that there's anything wrong with that or anything, just like, just for me, I was, I was so like, oh my God, I felt like I just, I was an alien just peering into all of this, Mm. but at the same time, not really, because I can see it in me. I can see, I can feel and see the parts of me that want these luxurious things and there's nothing wrong with that but then there's this other half of me that sees that feels truly like this is this is not in alignment something something's out of whack and so I've I've been having this conversation with friends lately because I'm I've been I feel like I keep ending up in these conversations where it's me talking to a friend who is working so hard (laughs) to have that support and have this sense of security and Mm. but is it a job that they either hate or maybe they even like the job but there's not enough time for for them to be them and this is this position that I found myself in uh before COVID gave me a way out honestly is I was just like in this job that I hated so much but I just couldn't see my way out of it and all this to say I feel like we do such a great job of building cages for ourselves Mm. (laughs) and and then not even realizing that we do. And I did this in the workplace Mm. (laughs) and I did, I do it out of the workplace. I guess it's just like, it's, I I don't even know. It's, it's the program. Well, and so I can feel the whole dovetail of like this is a part of the essence of the wolf portal. I really feel the energy of like that and of that even though the name with this cage. But I'm curious to ask you. It's like back to this point of feeling safe. Like, how do those cages make you feel safe? Mm. Like, how does what does that look like for you? And I think the cages made me feel safe in many ways, mostly the the money (laughs) having x amount in my savings account makes me feel like oh okay like i got this no matter what like whatever comes at me at least i'm gonna have enough money to get out of this situation that Mm -hmm. and another thing is like all the material things like i ended up giving up my apartment while i was traveling but Mm -hmm. i can just think back to how proud i felt (laughs) Mm -hmm. for for this beautiful luxurious thing that I had you know Mm -hmm. and so in a way I guess I I also gained this sense of safety uh, or security or I don't I don't even know how to really put it but just from people's perception of me Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so those would be the two biggest things I guess Mm. yeah and I'm also curious like this is this question is just coming up it feels really interesting like what are you keeping out but what are you also keeping in like i'm seeing you as the wolf in the cage mm. and so like what it, what are you keeping out when we cage ourselves it's like which one is happening first are, are we keeping protecting outside. ourselves from what's outside coming in or are we protecting the outside from what's inside of us from coming out Whew, whoa hold on <laughs> <laughs> both all of it everything and because at the same time as i'm keeping love out i'm i'm keeping love in like i'm keeping it caged inside of me but i'm keeping myself away from it yeah from the cage 
Uh-huh. And same thing with freedom. Same uh-huh. thing with connection. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is also, I feel, the core that everybody will will touch and taste at some point in like a medicine path and, and a spiritual awakening and a journey of healing of like, you know, there's so many ways to say this. I had a coach a long time ago say like, the pain you deny is the love you withhold. Or maybe it's the other way around, you know, like the love you withhold mm-hmm. is the pain you deny and it's what it's speaking to is exactly this it's like it's equal measure always right mm-hmm. like that's why if you go really deep in it like an ayahuasca ceremony a medicine journey you're almost always going to come out in like the most exuberant state of joy and people say yeah. what happened and they say wow that must have been so beautiful i said no it's fucking impossible it felt so <laughs> difficult like i went through like some crazy shadow work yeah. right and so yes it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you need the breakdown for the breakthrough. But what I'm saying is using your example of the cage, which I love is, you know, we're, we might, sometimes we think we're protecting ourselves and maybe that's true, but I think a lot of the times it, it it's almost stemming from, we think we can protect ourselves from pain, even though the thing we want the most is love and connection and desire and joy Mm -hmm. but in order to get there we have to expose the wound you know it's like the wound is the place where the light comes through it's like you have to we have to open we have to pull our shoulder blades back and like pull the armor down and realize yeah some arrows are going to come in for sure there's no doubt some arrows are going to come in and like within that warfare is exactly the same place where we're going to have the biggest smile on our face wow and that's what we're saying yes to, to come home to your question. It's like, <laughs> that's what this is all saying yes to, I feel. It's just like, I am a yes to be dragged through the mud of my experience. And I'm also a yes, because I'm a yes to that, I'm also a yes to all the beauty that I really desire from life. And I give myself permission to experience all of that with the awareness that I'm going through it, right? Like that's why these yes. are warriors of light. You know, it's like yes. it's 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 fucking hard. It's grueling and tiresome and exhausting. And like you said, there's mm-hmm. been times where it's like, man, white flag. Like I surrender. <laughs> yes. But the beautiful thing about it is, like, it's in the surrender when we stop caging ourselves, oh and we and, and we let yes. go, and we actually allow all of the light and the love and the beauty to come in. And that is usually the thing we're most afraid of, ironically, in the whole process. Mm. Just like you said, keeping love out, right? It's like, we think we're protecting ourselves from pain, but it's, it's, it's the amount of love we desire is the thing we're so afraid of. We're terrified of it. Mm-hmm. But it just keeps us going. You know, it's like one cage after another. Um, (laughs) And I still have the visual of the wolf right now. It's like a really good animal to represent this, I think. Thank you. I I don't even know, to be honest, to go back to your question earlier, how exactly what my obsession with wolves has been, to be Mm. honest. I think it all started when I was younger. I was like really, really digging Tower of the Creator's music. I was in this like, you know what, Wolfgang thing, my like, tail end of social media always Uh like like little wolfy baby wolfy something Uh like that and then whenever I decided I was going to start a podcast I was like 
I was like, oh, I got to think of a podcast name. And it wasn't even like I like made a list or anything. I was like, Wolf Portal. Just mm-hmm. came to me like that. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's always been like this kind of thing. Like, okay, is a wolf my spirit animal? I don't know. But as time's go- gone on, I feel more and more of a connection to wolves. And I like, I don't know, I was at this county fair recently with a friend and they were giving this like seminar on wolves and talking about mm. how uh you know everything in the food chain everything and everywhere is crazy interconnected <laughs> but <laughs> wolves um have this beautiful ability to change the landscape of a population and change the mm-hmm. the landscape but also like the inner workings of the ecosystem mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i mean i just i love that in seeing you as like a revolutionary like the energy of changing the landscape like saying yes to changing the landscape um being a disruptor yeah like being a disruptor you know yes and for me the first thing that always comes up is i still this image of like um the wolf with all of its wildness and its primal Mm. like energy like the epitome of the animal that must be in the wild to me is the, is <laughs> is the wolf and it's also this whole energetic of lone wolf right of just like this this mm-hmm. this like disembodied state that is not fully trusting of others that makes us behave in such a way where we put pressure on ourselves to do things on our own Mm-hmm. Yet it is in direct opposition and te- creates tension. It's in direct opposition to literally the hardwiring of this animal, which is to operate as a pack. And wow. cra- and not only craves community and tribe, like literally can't survive without it. Yes. And so I feel like that's the mirror. That's the mirror that goes out from, from this portal and from you of just like, um, it's an invitation, you know, to like remember um yeah we're all really fucking powerful on our own we're all wolves we're all we all have like this big voice that wants to come out in this howl and we're all disruptors and (laughs) how much less can we do on our own if we come together wow is what i feel is is like a lot of what you bring through it's like the invitation Mm. of your medicine oh my goodness thank you adam yeah yeah (laughs) thank you for that beautiful insight Well, you are just clearly a very powerful, walking, talking, breathing container for all of the elements (laughs) that we know of and that we don't know of. And you're just a very powerful medicine man. And I'm, I'm curious as to I'm curious as to the I'm I'm struggling for words here the evolution mm. of ah well this is so easy the path of medicine <laughs> the path of the medicine mm. that is you like you're you're so like I feel like you stand so strong in in your passions and your big fuck yes and you're able to 
articulate <laughs> all of this so beautifully and mm -hmm. so powerfully. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering about the evolution of that. Have you always like, has there been, has it been a path of you finding your voice and, mm -hmm. and how is the path of cultivating your medicine looked? Mm -hmm. I love this question. First of all, I just want to say thank you. That, that was a really meaningful reflection, and I really received that. Mm. And I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the answer to my question. You know, I would say, <laughs> ironically, like, the evolution for me has come through reflection. It's like sometimes we're not sure of the truest essence of who we are until somebody reflects it back. Wow. Of course, it's our intention to show up in a particular way, but we don't. It's hard to see ourselves without mm -hmm. sacred mirrors all around us. And so, <laughs> I just take this moment to like give so much thanks and gratitude and love and appreciation um, to everybody who has been such a sacred mirror to all of like um, just the tender, loving care that that yes. I've been held within by so many just amazing human beings truly amazing like beyond blessed the people that i have had and have currently and will have in my life like to me it's everything again the wolf wow. with his pack so yeah i'm just super grateful um that also answers the question about finding the voice you know it's like this music thing and so i'm going to tell a little story but I, i'm going to wrap it around with this this music piece um yes two little stories you know I've been playing guitar since I was a teenager, but I tell people I've only really been singing for, let's see, like three years, not even three years, like three mm. years I've been singing. And I released my first album last year, which was a really big deal. I'm working on my second one now and just finishing wow. up the second single of the, of the new album. And mm. um, it's me saying yes to this music thing. As, as a full yes, not a little distracted yes or a half-ass yes or like a, oh, I totally think I can do this yes, but then not putting all of my energy, love, and devotion yes. into it kind of yes. <laughs> you know? You know how those go? So Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you do. So um, it's been like that. It's been like that. And I can still remember, you know, again, with the soul family and the reflections of really beloved tribe, it's like, this was a, this was actually in Guatemala in, in the, at the yoga forest when when both Jaya but also my brother Justin was like hey man you should really want to encourage you to you know keep picking the guitar up and singing your songs Aww. like I can feel how powerful they are yes and I can feel how how like it won't take you long you know to remember and uncover this and so I give so much thanks to that because yes the medicine unlocked so much of that for me and helped me clear so much out of my channel and so many beliefs around my voice and my heart connected to my voice my body connected to my heart to my voice mm -hmm. and just like anything um the medicine can do all of that but a lot of our trauma is relational trauma and how we both relate to others and ourselves and so a lot of people with their voice myself included in this experience just quite simply have these like traumas and stories and beliefs around um you know, it, it, stemming from experiences where their voice got shut down in one way or another. Wow. And so what heals that is encouragement. 
and love, you know, just like, wow, your voice is really beautiful. Even though you might be singing in a ceremony and be terrified and think it sounds terrible or you forget the song, you know, you're deep in the medicine and you just completely, it's happened so many times, you completely forget the song, you have to make something up. And it's the positive reinforcement that can hold that and love you in the quote unquote, the mistake, the imperfection that mm. softens the heart. And then it, when something softens, it opens like a flower. And then as it opens, it creates space. And once there's space, the voice starts to come through. And this is still my journey. I, I tell everybody, it's like, I'm still, I'm, I feel like I'm only like 10% open. My voice feels <laughs> like it has so long to go. And I don't mean that in a way of being self-critical. I just mean like I'm excited for the next 90% yes. of my voice's journey because I'm just aware and present to the fact that like, it's new. This is new, this singing thing for me. Mm-hmm. And edgy. And, and not easy. It requires like a lot more practice maybe for me than other people. It's not a natural gift in the sense like I wasn't born singing like some people, right? So the remembrance of my voice though has been the biggest healing. Mm-hmm. You know, the confidence in expressing my voice has been the biggest healing. And I don't mean just through music. I mean like that ripples into every aspect of life some people is yeah. just like say hey just like come to a ceremony and sing with me i don't even care if you never sing again i know you will <laughs> but i don't care if you never sing again because that's not what i'm what, what we're trying to do here it's just like i just want to see what magic unfolds once you open up your voice and how you show up in your relationships and speak to your partner and your parents and your sisters and your brothers and wow. how you show up and speak your truth and like there's just something that's magical that's beyond words that happens when we open our heart and our throat and we connect the two of them it's, I really think it's like the game changer Whew. oh my goodness that is just so powerful I know you had other questions in there <laughs> I don't remember them already <laughs> I mean I don't either honestly I'm yeah. like wow I just it's just so crazy that you said that because it's it's bringing up in me this like this thing that I've always had this like fear of public speaking mm-hmm. like even even now um I can me and this really amazing mushroom researcher and speaker thinking about putting on an event and I can like this there's been this thing in me that's holding back because I'm like, Oh, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to be like, I don't want to speak to more than four people Mm -hmm. or be in front of an audience. But at the same time, life keeps setting me up in all these situations where I can, I can see, I can feel, I can hear this is the calling. Mm -hmm. And so you bringing up that this opening, this opening of, this connection of the heart and the throat <laughs> and this opening of the two is a game changer. It's like, wow. And mm-hmm. I can feel that and I can see that in you and from you. Mm-hmm. Cause just like you said, it's like, it's like uh, with when, when you start doing yoga or mm-hmm. when you start meditating and these things don't just stay in this space. Right. They don't, these things don't stay on the yoga mat or or in the meditation pose or in the meditation room, they spill out of the container into all the different aspects mm-hmm. of your life. And I can see this in you. 
uh, who knows what came first, the chicken or the egg, but <laughs> through this opening mm. of your voice, like you just the way, as I said before, your articulation of things and your, your ability to speak so much passion and so much love into things is like, it's, it's like a mirror of that full fuck yes. Right. And that's another thing. I love this frame of the question you have. What am I saying yes to, right? It's like, to me, that's the biggest thing I'm saying yes to, right? It's like, mm. I'm still nervous, so nervous when I like sing in front of people. It, it literally doesn't matter if it's like a lot of people or a few. It's the same feeling in my stomach of like, yes. oh, fuck, I have to do this now. <laughs> you know, like, is my voice warmed up? How is it going to sound? Mm. I, I'm not immune to those voices or stories. And so, um, and I guarantee like almost nobody is, I don't know. I, I experience a lot of musicians, but from what I hear people share on, on, on interviews and such, like the feeling never goes away. You're just transmuted in different ways and it's excitement mm. and it's aliveness and it's passion and being nervous and excited is kind of the same thing I always say. So um, <laughs> I just think it's like, I'm saying yes to being in the vulnerability of opening my voice and letting people truly hear me in my imperfection. I'm saying yes to being in the tenderness of sharing my heart through my voice where all the arrows that look like stories could, could come in self-inflicted. Mm. And I'm sitting in the center of the circle with guitar and I'm saying yes to like, I'm, I'm a yes to that process. I'm a yes to whatever emotion is going to come through me and letting people see me scared even if they don't know I'm scared, <laughs> right? And so why is this so important? Because one of my intentions when I sit in that way is to share that, like, hey, I'm imperfect in such a big way. My voice is imperfect in such a big way. Would you be willing to join me with your imperfect voice? Hmm. Knowing and just like take me off of whatever pedestal you perceive me to be upon because I can guarantee you that's not where that's not the distance I'm sitting from you from my, where I'm standing right now. Wow. And and to me there's a lot that heals inside of that. And Oh my gosh. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's like it's just it's this wolf thing coming full circle that you just mentioned. Mm. Um and everything that we can choose to keep within but or contain within but what if we don't? You know, like what what's what's coming up right now is the sound ceremony that we did that mm. you <laughs> put on last minute ad libbed being invited to teach this <laughs> run the ceremony yes. five minutes before it started yeah yes uh-huh. <laughs> totally and, well yes and so just that right there just that you said yes to that but also like what if you didn't what if you didn't not right. even just this is like this is multi-dimensional because what if you said no but but what if you also like said yes but it wasn't the full fuck yes what if right. it was just like okay yeah i'm gonna show up and like but no you you sent it it was the full send and this created this beautiful powerful mystical container of so much love and so much openness and so much vulnerability and that's where the true healing happened mm. for everybody that was in that yoga shala and so it's just so powerful when we do choose to unleash these gifts. And you're bringing me back to this theme of devotion, which mm. is, is the other piece. You know, I, I don't 
I, I don't imagine I ever shared this with you, but after we, we connected in Guatemala, I came home for a week and then I went to Peru for three weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't even think you know this, but no. um, <laughs> uh, so a lot of stories, which we don't have time to go into, but the, it, like I was there for three weeks and I was on a Wachuma pilgrimage in, in Peru and we were at the base of Apu Asangate, the most magical place I've ever been to. We rode horseback into like the base of the tallest mountain in Peru and just like had this oh epic Wachuma ceremony. And I was actually... Um, feeling really like ill in the morning I wasn't even sure if I could really drink medicine and sit ceremony mm. but I decided to just ask you know like for a for a healing you know like wherever I'm at I just am open to receive what's here for me and I could feel it was important mm. and so I drank the medicine and it, it it really emptied me in the sense of like depletion like I just was so surrendered I had no like life force energy left in me but to such an extent all that was there for me was nothing like I had, there was just nothing. There was like no energy to fight in a way, you know, when you're, you're taken down so deep that because yes. you can't fight back, you surrender your will. And then it's almost like there's space for so much more to come through. And so that's what happened. You know, I like, we were at, this was a, a pilgrimage. And so you're building the energy of an offering through your pilgrimage to then mm. make the offering at the very end. And so I went over this, this really, um, through this valley was connected to this lake called Jaguar Lake, the Lake Otorongo, um, super sacred lake that you can be blessed through with the permission of the, the indigenous shamans of this land. Um, and the person who was running this retreat said, listen, do not anoint yourself through the waters of this lake unless you're a full yes to your path. Like unless you're willing to be like a, such a full yes and completely 1000% devoted to your path, do not go into that water. Mm. Number one, I physically couldn't go into the water because I felt so sick and it was so cold. And so I just mm-hmm. received this guidance from my body. Like you, there's no, despite whatever will you would like force, whatever, like almost like force and masculine will you would try to push yourself to do something like that. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to let you do that. <laughs> right. And so they said, and then they said, if you feel like you can't go into that water right now, or you don't want to, the locals here have dug like these little canals and the, the same water pops up right over there. And we call those the eyes of Otorongo, the eyes of the jaguar. Wow. And it's filled with the same sacred water, you know, and so you can bless yourself in this way, make an offering to this water. And so I like walked really slowly over to this water, like, and, and essentially collapsed in a way, like collapsed into the ground and into prayer of this, like this moment where you have no energy left in your body to do anything but pray. And the prayer mm-hmm. comes through like with every cell of your being and you really mean it. And while well, it was so powerful for me and what came up in this prayer was like, was exactly the invitation that he made. It was just like, listen, I don't even pretend to know the places where I'm not fully devoted to you. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure, but I can feel in my body that I'm not. Like I'm, I'm willing to admit that my life doesn't yet look like a reflection of absolute unconditional devotion to spirit and to this path and to these medicines. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what I'm offering to you is not an item. I'm, I'm, I'm offering up my old life and all the resistance that might have come with it. And anything that I, that I thought was real for me, but in this moment no longer is. 
And I'm saying yes to whatever it's going to look like for, for this path to be my full devotion, like for real, my full devotion, my 100% devotion. Damn. And <clears throat> I just felt it. You know, I just, I felt this so strongly, like what happened mm. in that offering and, and like through those waters. And um, it made so much wow. sense why I physically felt that way. It's like I was dying. There was so much of me that was dying and it was not like a pretty rebirth, you know, it was like a, a slow unfurling of all the pieces of myself mm. into that eye of, of the jaguar and into that earth and, and into that place. And so a few days after that, I was, it took me, you know, as I re recovered my energy and it was, it was quite a process, you know, a lot of stuff was moving through my body. And, um, as I was integrating, it's almost like when you get, you push down and slow down so that you have to integrate this, the depth of an experience. And so I was integrating <laughs> and journaling. And as I was journaling and integrating, I started writing and I wrote like, wow, this whole pilgrimage, this whole year, this whole experience, this whole, yes, the whole time was about devotion this was all about me asking for new inspiration in my life and in my work and in my purpose me asking for aligned relationships and right relationship me asking for my desires me asking for to receive a vision me asking for the land to build this ayahuasca temple which is a big part of my dharma my mission and my vision that i, I was saying yes to and so i'm asking for all these pieces to come in and what spirit was showing me and reflecting back to me was you, you can never actually receive until you're fully devoted. You can't, you can't ask for something to show up in your life without full devotion because you're not the space to receive it yet. And so if you're going to ask me, I'm so willing to abundantly give to you exactly what you want to need, but you have to meet me with full devotion. And that's going to mean letting go of everything. That's going to mean like, this might scare the shit out of you. This is really going to take a true leap of faith, not a half step of faith, right? Mm. And it, that was the catalyst. That was the catalyst for me to be like, you know what? I've, I, I literally was at the peak of building my coaching business up. And I was like, this isn't going to run how I did before. I'm basically letting go of this like entirely, even though it's, wow. there's no logic behind it. <laughs> but that's just what I'm being told to do, you know, I, and I, and I, and I was like, okay, I need to leave where I'm living and like follow my guidance, which is like mm -hmm. what catalyzed my decision to move to Hawaii, which is what I'll be doing in a week from today. You know, oh, it's goodness. like this huge, all these things that, that were in my field, but I was just a little bit 10% holding on to them still in, in the, in oh. sometimes such subtle ways. And so also getting this guidance once you let go of all of this and you're in full devotion and you just say yes and you leap all the things you ask for are going to show up one after another in a literal sense they will be there waiting for you on the land right the temple the people the woman the the, the family the the everything right but you go first you <laughs> go first and and let me know that you mean it wow. and then I'll and then I'll meet you there Right. And so um, I'm also sharing this story because I think it stirs up a really powerful question for people, for all of us, which is just like, where are we not fully devoted, but maybe pretending that we are, 
where where are we asking for something where if we're really emotionally honest with ourselves we know what it requires of us first we we know there's like some you know maybe it's letting go of a certain relationship or a job maybe it's that simple maybe it's deeper than that like there there's something else that needs to be resolved that we haven't wanted to face or uh or take on you know or feels uncomfortable um and where are these things playing out subtly for each of us where is there like a subtle holding on to something that we is working for us in my case everything nothing was out of place by the way like mm-hmm. it was the opposite i was looking for i'm not i'm not in spirit spirit inspire me and spirit's like no this that's not how inspiration works i can't re-inspire you in a place and in, in, into something you already know you need to let go of it would be like god please fix my relationship help me fall in love with this person again it's like is that your truth that would be the easy way that would be that would be a much more convenient way to live life but but th- mm. but that's not usually the truth wow. right and so there's this like level of honesty and transparency with ourselves that is the prerequisite and and that felt all of that feels like devotion to me and, and it was a, honestly it was a whole new understanding of that word I had to like really deconstruct that word and, and redefine it and allow myself to see it through like the eyes of a baby because I realized I had no idea what it actually meant before. Yes. Yes. Wow. So fucking powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for listening um, to that story. <laughs> and just, oh, it's crazy because, and as I say, we, like I say, we, cause I'm included in this too. Hmm. I, I don't know, well, it's stupid to try and blame it on anything or anyone or society or so or conditioning or whatever, but I do largely feel like we're a culture of dabblers. We're a, we're a generation, <laughs> generations mm. deep of dabbling in things. Mm-hmm. And, and I myself, this is crazy that this is all coming up in the way that it is because just I don't know how many days ago I had this realization of oh I'm like a like I'm like a one foot in type of person a lot of the times a lot of the time I'm like let me just like dip my dip my foot in the pool maybe a leg or in the ocean that's better but like let me dip my foot in the ocean feel the temperature out but like I don't really know if I'm gonna get in there and go swimming (laughs) like like full on and how beautiful is it that you've just put it to us like this like this is what this is what is required this is all that's required and like I love how you said I was asking and asking and asking for all of these things and they're ready this is like bringing up some some like Abraham Hicks vortex stuff right now (laughs) (laughs) it's all right there it's all waiting for you as soon as you ask it's it's a full yes (laughs) from the universe but that commitment and that devotion from us is all it's it's required that's all that's necessary totally and 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 so much of the time it is easy to be like why aren't things working out for me or what like what is missing or like let me just keep asking and let me just keep doing this with that because i don't even know like i guess it's difficult 
to be honest with ourselves a lot of the time. And a lot of times, like, how do we even know that we're, we are being honest with ourselves or that we aren't being honest with ourselves? And that just takes it all the way back full circle to feeling it in your body, like going back to basics, mm. simplicity of like re this process of dying, rebirthing and getting to know ourselves again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, man, I could go so many different ways with this question, but <laughs> what comes up for me is like the distinction between easy and ease um, for whatever reason. You know, it's like um, mm. I'm in a period where I'm learning for the very first time. You know, because I've, I've, again, back to these gender labels, which are unuseful. It's like mm-hmm. I've led from this place of doing for so long that I never truly understood what it meant to receive life from a place of ease. But what I'm also learning as I get initiated into ease is that it's not the same thing as easy. And mm-hmm. and, and I had like a very juvenile understanding and, and confusion between the two, meaning like we can we can receive with ease but it's like to use your language it doesn't mean that's void of a commitment sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like yeah but i want to live my life from ease but it's like they're not really committed to anything Mm -hmm. and so it it can't happen it can't happen like what what order are you making right yes um and i'm not even saying the commitment needs to be hard i just know it's necessary Right. Mm. And like, that is what, that's the state of devotion like that, that I'm talking about. Right. Like that's like, it's way, it feels like commitment is the gift and, and, and devotion is the city to kind of pull some Richard Greg Gene Keys language into the mix. Right. <laughs> it's just like, you know, uh, I forget that Gene Key, what that, what, where the shadow lives, but um, it, it, it's like that way. That's like how I feel it. Like, de- like devotion is, is the highest frequency of of Mm. the commitment it's most unending um yeah and it's it's gonna look different for everybody i think it's gonna look different for everybody uh and show up a little bit different in their experience Mm -hmm. so beautiful i just love how all of this is coming up and flowing and and (laughs) especially since we started this off by talking about the power of full trust the Mm. commitment of full trust in the divine Mm -hmm. and all that that can bring up and take away and to your point about death and rebirth really quick it's like we also and i and i and i give up so much thanks uh, specifically to like native american church and the way that like teachers have shared these lessons uh, in general, but also with me around, just like linear thinking versus nonlinear thinking. Oh my gosh. We get so stuck. <laughs> and, and so this is the, like the cosmic irony. We can even take this very like esoteric concept like death and rebirth and then try to make it linear. And I do this all the time. It's like, all right, I'm in the death phase. That means I have the rebirth phase next. Right? It's like, fuck, I've been waiting for that rebirth phase for eight months now. And that shit has not showed up in the way that I thought it was going to. <laughs> Right. And so how many of us also get stuck in that where it's like we were just like waiting. OK, that must be I've been really dying my ass off over here. This rebirth must be getting real close. But <laughs> in actuality, there's a million rebirths happening. There's a million deaths happening. It, like mm-hmm. it's not a linear thing. And so we can get really stuck in that when it comes to receiving and devotion and commitment. Because we're we're trying to fit things in places where they don't 
belong and, and where they don't exist. Um, and it stops us from seeing that we might already be receiving the thing we're asking for. Yes. Right. Oh my God. It's like, it's like yes. a really easy example is it's like, all right, this relationship is dying. And then I'm going to like be reborn and have this space for myself where I love myself in between. And then on the other side, I'm going to call in my person. Right. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm not, I'm certainly not an expert in this, in this topic, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure when I tune into my body and my spirit that that's what's actually happening or the way that it's meant to work. And I think there's a million different things in between that are being reflected back. And the only thing that's probably constant in all of that is just, and, and, and to bring it back to your first question, where did your journey start? Where are you sitting now? It's like the only thing that I can say has been constant is the commitment to myself that, that hasn't mm. wavered the devotion to my process mm. to myself now what how that has looked has changed a thousand times at one like i said at one point i thought that was entrepreneurship now it's now it's medicine and music right it's 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 literally medicine and music and <laughs> and and the people in between and the relationships all these things have changed a thousand times over but the glue has been the devotion and mm. and and the commitment and even the medicines and how the path has looked has has woven a lot and changed and shifted that's the trust though if you're yes. if you just fully trust you also part of fully trusting means you fully trust that what's going to show up to support your process your journey the people the plants the places mm-hmm. are going to be in right relationship with your intentions and your desires right and wow. so <laughs> that that piece can be confusing for people i you know it has been for me at times and so like that's yeah, that part of that's a big trust piece right it's like yeah yes. it's easy enough to say let me go do all this healing it's like okay where do i go it's like <laughs> oh like you will be provided for yes where am i gonna get this it's money you will be provided oh. for who's gonna help me yes. you will be provided for like mm. okay wow. fine i trust head to the <laughs> earth hands up Yes. Oh my gosh. And I love, love, love that you just brought up this linear and non-linear way of being and way of things unfolding like along the path, because that's just what it is, right? Like, (laughs) even if we're not like, even if we let go of, okay, things are going to happen like this, this, and this, even if we let go of this like rigid belief of how things should be then it's still like it's still so subtle how it's still so subtle how things can unfold in this non-linear fashion and things will unfold in this non-linear fashion and, and that's where the magic happens yes that's where the magic happens yeah. like, can we be open enough to receive that magic yeah it's always the funniest cosmic joke to me it's like spirit give me i want a life of magic and pleasure and joy like give me more magic show me the magic is real <laughs> we always say all these like very like intentions right which is so epic and then i always imagine like god looking down like yo <laughs> are you trying to control <laughs> the way your life looks <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like why are you trying to control you were the one who asked for magic i'm if you just like would let go of your shadow of control and surrender you would see there's like magic want there's so much magic that wants to come into your field but like you have everywhere you have to surrender and like trust 
but that's a whole other conversation is like how unsafe do we feel to experience magic Mm. right we want magic but it's the same as wanting love and the same the same restriction constriction tension and fear comes up in the body it's like the thing we want the most is the thing we're most afraid of because there's like usually some trauma and feeling of unsafety around receiving it or deserving it or whatever Mm. right and so whole other worthiness portal conversation that probably for another podcast huh yes (laughs) 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 oh my goodness so good yeah i this is crazy like i feel the medicine through this this conversation through like we can't even see each other but i feel like you're right here and like (laughs) this is just so crazy Mm. powerful Mm. and this is just like you're talking about magic this is magic Mm. in this space in this portal so it happens when we throw out the questions yes (laughs) it should should be your new hashtag for the wolf portal throw out the questions Oh my God, this has never happened before. That's, <laughs> That's there you go. That's what we get to keep saying every day. This has never happened before. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So we're at about an hour and a half yeah. in. Um, and I want to, at the beginning of this conversation, as soon as you started talking, I started thinking about my journal entry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so i honestly wonder if we should close out the portal the same way that we brought it in um yeah. but with the oh my gosh <laughs> is, it, is this a different entry yeah <laughs> oh, amazing yes so that I'm... means it needs a different guitar piece to it Mm. So yes. with with this one, just like I asked you off there before we hit record, but you know, what's the intention and feeling you want to create with this one? Hmm. The intention and feeling. I think. I think the intention, and the feeling that wants to come through this is. This sense of not comfortableness but the sense of acceptance Mm. this sense of acceptance with free falling with this thing that could be seen a lot of different ways but what's coming up right now is the empty room um i have this this archetypes deck (laughs) and this card that I keep pulling is called the empty room um and it's it's the void Mm. and and I feel like so often we can there's a sense of fear around the void and like if like like just say there's nothing going on there's always something going on but let's say it just looks like nothing's going on Mm or we don't know what's going on because it's all black around us. Mm. And so, so often we can try and like fill this up with Mm. things for, for a sense of comfort or for a sense of like how others may perceive us, but, but really the sense of acceptance of the void and also this knowing that this is where true creation happens. And Mm. this is where, 
this is where like everything everything came out of the great <laughs> great void mm-hmm. mm. i feel you this is I, I know exactly where to go on the guitar we got you <laughs> the guitar the guitar was listening let's see if this um well let's just go for it hey yes yeah yes whenever okay. you're ready <sighs> okay so this piece is titled present in the leveling up process <sighs> i'm getting comfortable in my chrysalis while all the different parts of my being liquefy and alchemize and other parts of me are being torn away never to return again what used to feel like fire well still feels like fire (laughs) but it's as if I know the essential parts of me cannot be touched or altered or affected while I slept I felt a portal open up inside of me as I communicated with the divine this realm I am open to receive love inspiration creativity blessings and guidance a process of clarifying and fine-tuning is happening in this chrysalis and I am honoring it with eyes wide open and all of its terrifying glory. I feel it is making me braver, lighter, stronger, and wiser. As everything shifts within me and around me, I pronounce to the cosmos that I'm so excited surprises and lessons and gifts and opportunities from the universe. Adam, thank you so, so much for co-creating and playing here in the Wolf Portal, but also just, just for you, just for, (laughs) just for who you are Mm -hmm. and all of your divine being 
-hmm. and the full fuck yes that you've said to life mm -hmm. and the way that you are showing up and honoring your path <laughs> and honoring all that this is. <sighs> Thank you so much for this mm. sweet sacred space, your big beautiful heart, your authenticity, and the realness of which you you show up and you speak and you use your voice and I just end this with a, a prayer. I really pray that anybody who listens to this or even tunes into the frequency without listening um, feels something stir within their hearts mm. and perhaps invites in a curiosity in their lives and maybe even something really soft starts to awaken with a question. And I really pray this contemplation crafts and creates their own unique prayer for their own life and nudges them a little bit closer to create really reverent, respectful, right relationship with all the components, all the elements, all the people in their lives, in their families. And so... With that, I just say thank you so much for listening and co-creating with, with your own essence and your own truth and your own full yes. And in a way that feels really mystical, thank you to you and thank you to all of the listeners and thank you to me and all of us for, for actually mm -hmm. not even needing to know each other and being able to support one another in this way. It's really magical. Yes. Aho. Mm. Aho. Mm. Thank you so, so much.